you lock it for a week. It's like, well, yep. unless you unless you're smashing the thing, you ain't getting yeah, in, you ain't getting into it. And I'm not that yeah for a problem where I'm gonna go smash it right. Cause you just exactly. It. And yeah. I know you, I know you know that, but yeah, basically it's like I don't know. It's a pretty good system. Like it worked flawlessly. It was just kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's like, well, we can't, so we don't. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that that reminds me of a video I saw online one time. Uh, this like uh, little girl got like one that was for Christmas, mm -hmm. and I guess she put her phone in it and was like goof goofing around with it. Like a and years or yeah, she accidentally like locked her, uh, locked her phone there for like I don't know like at least a month. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jesus. There's lots of warnings when I opened the package. They were like, yeah. Yeah, make sure to test this with the lid on and off before you seal it up and also double check the time. And there's like a cancellation feature where you can like, once you punch in the time and click go, it counts down from five. And if you tap it again, it cancels it. Uh, okay. So yeah, it gives you a little yeah. heads up. Uh, I don't know I how yours. Yeah. I guess well, they I was... can't like give you any sort of back door for it. eh? like, because if they give you any sort of way to cancel it, then that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, that just yeah, yeah that just counteracts the product. It runs on two batteries, uh, two double A's, and if you take them out, it basically just like pauses at whatever time it thinks. Oh, you're okay. At. Um, so that that doesn't work either. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a solution. So what yeah. else is what else is new, you guys? Uh, not really a whole lot, honestly. Just kind of more of the same. It's getting colder. Uh, that's that's definitely something I've noticed. Yeah, the temperature yeah, has been dipping. And it, like substantially just in the last like two weeks, maybe even just a week and a half. Like it's been basically twenty degrees here constantly, and then in the last like I want to say like ten days, it's been dipping down to like ten, twelve every once in a while. Yeah took a long time to get there but now that it's here it's just like hey yo it's fall we here we're live but today's october 1st yeah it's the yeah. first day it's yeah it's spooky month this is this is the time to do it this is for sure the time i'm excited i'm glad i always love this time of year it's super good i i, I do i do enjoy the halloween season yeah so what's funny is like i love fall but it has like i don't mind halloween but like my love of fall has almost nothing to do with halloween i like being able to wear hoodies and jackets and be like more fashionable without feeling like i'm sweating bullets and dying <laughs> and i like like october is when hockey season usually starts up so historically i have been oh yeah for sure that. um but also like like my birthday is in november and for a really long time well even like to this day the vast majority of people I know who I've been friends with, their birthdays are all in November. Um, like there's a period where I knew somebody who was birthdays was the first, mine was the ninth, someone was the 19th. Um, and even at my current job, like the person I work with most directly as a coworker is the third. My boss is the first and my previous boss was the 10th. And wow, like, that's a, that's so a like, lot of November birthdays. Yeah, and it's just it's like a weird thing that has been a constant in my life. Not always with the same people. Like I'd you know I'd find different groups of friends. Oh yeah, whatever. for sure. But it was just like this main through line that like there was always a ton of birthdays in November for some reason, and I just found that really funny. So hmm. yeah, fall is like my my happy place in terms of seasons for sure, and Christmas always just right around the corner. Oh yeah, so, Christmas always being right there is just yeah. nice. Well. You know, I mentioned a happy place is 
Mm-hmm. We're I think we're here in our happy place right now because we're here on the balcony. It's oh, yeah. Banter, yeah. episode forty-three. Yeah, how's it going, you guys? Pretty good. Um, we fo- better. We were, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. We were we were finally able to snag us a guest. We got oh, our good buddy Zoo guests. with us. Yeah, exactly. We got our music guy. An entire zoo. <laughs> a whole zoo. You bought a zoo. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, come I with a Matt Damon, though. I don't come with he's, he's extra. I want a fucking refund now. It feels a <laughs> Auxiliary Matt Damon was not was not ordered explicitly. So you're getting me instead. <laughs> There's no way we would have ever at this point in time haven't been able to have done it but wouldn't it have been just absolutely wild if we were like hey and this week also a special guest matt fucking damon <laughs> <laughs> like, oh hey i mean do we know anybody good at impressions <laughs> Actually, uh, i'm not i'm not going to attempt a wicked awesome yeah i'm not going to attempt it either for it there's uh there's an opportunity ripe for the pick in there <laughs> oh, man i i certainly ain't fucking doing a matt damon impression yeah Put a call uh, out on Craigslist for uh, goodwill. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's what's going on lately. I don't know. I've been fucking like dealing with so much like busyness with just a lot of shit work wise or just other life stuff lately. So I don't know what yeah. the fuck's going on. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, just nothing really new for me. Just more of the same because like not a whole yeah. lot going on. I don't know. I feel like I feel kind of the same as Big B. Like in a sort of state of limbo like i'm not i mean i wouldn't say i'm not depressed but i'm also like i've been worse <laughs> in the past but like things aren't necessarily awful they're just i don't know there's a general malaise going around i think with a lot of people like, like, it, it could be better well any energy reserves that most people had from like when the pandemic started are pretty much completely gone at this point right like yeah. we're all running on whatever fumes we have left and then on top of that, it's just kind of like, I don't know, like the things that normally wouldn't be a drag are just kind of more aggravated. And as we head into the fall and summer's over, it's just kind of like it adds to it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not all bad. Like there there will like, I don't know, I feel like there's an yeah. end in sight, at least for some of the, the crap I'm dealing with with the time being. But it's it's just a little bit of a, a thing to get there. but. I mean, there's there's still some good stuff lately. I mean, this past week there oh, yeah. was the new uh, the new trailer for Shin Kamen Rider came out. Oh, hell yeah! I, I probably the only one on this show who knows or cares about that fact <laughs> and is excited about it. But I'm going to talk about it anyways because fuck it, I really enjoy it, <laughs> and that's the whole yeah. point of this show. So it is. Um. But yeah, I mean, the only it's just basically uh, Hideaki Anno, the guy who created Evangelion, which I don't know if oh, right. that's it. Yeah, he because yeah. he directed Shin or co-directed anyway, Shin Godzilla. Yep. Uh, and now he's basically on for doing the writing and producing for Shin Ultraman and Shin uh, Kamen Rider. Yeah. So he's just he's rolling up all the tokusatsu shit and doing new movies for them, but they uh just like revealed like had this like event like the new costume and like motorcycle design for uh because it's like a basically an adaptation of like the original series from 1971 mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh they also showed the first trailer for it at the event and it was basically a 
shot for shot recreation of the original intro from the 70s series uh but with like the new guy on the like motorcycle and then the the new suit and everything else and with like hd filming techniques and stuff but at the same time it still mimicked a lot of like like there's a lot of shots in that intro and in the show too of um uh common rider on the motorcycle like driving it it's clearly just like a green screen behind it that's like like, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but they they like replicate that in this it looks like it looks a lot better, but at the same time, it still looks very authentic to that filming style. That's a very, uh, it's something that's, it's just kind of them trying to stay true to the original to like right. a crazy degree, almost to a point where some things are like, this doesn't, this is an effect that hasn't necessarily aged well, but they made it look a lot better than it used to, but it's still not necessarily convincing. But at the same time, like, it's still very true to that original filming style, I guess. So it's, yeah. it's neat, but so I, that makes me think of something also appropriate, which is what oh. you're describing in terms of that scene. Sounds exactly like what they did for the intro credits to cowboy bebop, which is oh. that they, they remade it, remastered it, and they're trying to be faithful, but something about it in the other case with cowboy bebop doesn't quite seem right to me. Yeah, there's a few points in that intro where it feels like they're trying to blend like live action and animation to a degree. Like the first shot it's with like Elaine. Yeah, with like Spike, it's like it's it's definitely John Cho there, like smoking yeah. and stuff like that. And and whatever, smoke but it's like wisps of anime styled animation. It's like Yeah, and the hair also just looks yeah. like it was drawn on and it does <laughs> like I don't know, it doesn't look quite right. And I like I get what you mean. <laughs> There, there were some moments in it that I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool because I was it, it was hinting at and showing things from episodes throughout the main like anime that was like yeah. basically hinting at like storylines they were going to cover in the this adaptation. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm stoked to see like some of these faces showing up and they, they look kind of cool. And it felt like it in some ways I felt like they, they did actually kind of capture the tone and the style of it more than I was expecting them to. Yeah. Uh, or, or fear that they might not be able to, but the yeah, there's definitely some parts that are like, eh, I'm not one hundred p on this. And that's but. it's like it almost speaks to a larger issue with adaptations these days because like the internet is so vocal, and yeah, vitriol is so high that like no matter what you do, no somebody's going to not be happy and they're going to be vocal, and you can't please everybody. So it's like. I don't know what I want Cowboy Bebop as a live action adaptation to be, but I feel like just copy and pasting the whole show with live actors and recreating it. That's not really what I want. Like I wanted something that was maybe like a spiritual successor or an homage or, you know, follows the same plot lines and has the same characters, but just puts its own flair that's still really stylish, but isn't just like, hey, this, you know, exact scene, we're going to borrow the cinematography, but now it's shot with a lens and not you know drawn hand drawn um, yeah i just I, it's a really tough line to walk these days but like oh well, i guess it's, it's an issue because like even i don't know what i want them to do but like sometimes i think a lot of these shows they have no clue either oh that's yeah. the thing with like like you said earlier just with like remakes and revamps nowadays because like it feels like everything is just getting a remake or like a revamp oh, yeah. or just like being redone like obviously for like decades too exactly we're rebooting shit that was rebooted like a decade ago yeah really you know like when we were kids it's like 
there's a there's been three reboots of Spider-Man. Like guys, and now <laughs> and now that the newest version of the most recent adaptation has all the previous actors from all the other reboots, that it. it's like, man, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. not excited about that, but it's just like when you look at it on paper, it's kind of bonkers that like things that were fresh and exciting back when like the first two spider-man movies came out i'm gonna ignore the third one with toby mcguire <laughs> but like when those came out that was like that was all we had for marvel and like superhero movies in terms of things being like good in the modern era like you can argue the superman movies from the previous decades were fine and stuff but like i don't know it's just it's really weird to me that like we're already we've already lapped that lap and we're back here again sometimes numerous times yeah well, see with that it's like a uh, spider-man is just like one of those cult classics that like will always be like yeah. uh no matter how many times they'll revamp it like they'll make money off it no matter what yeah yeah I'm, I'm, it's definitely profitable and i can see why they're doing it it's just it's like it's odd to me that i've already lived through enough of those that it feels like crazy like oh we're the fourth third fourth time we're doing this one okay there is new intellectual property guys you know you can you can do that yeah, we can work off something else here, guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's not the reason they made that decision, though. It's because yeah. it's super recognizable, and it's it's that oh, wild like, like, decision, thing for sure. that they can do that'll be kind of like everyone will talk about it because it's just so wild that they actually got everything together, kind of like how we're talking about it right now. Uh, but, I mean, you're not wrong, though. I mean, it's like... <laughs> You know, I'm human too. I fall for yeah. it. I remember, like, yeah, I saw well, from Melina there say, yeah. you know, they he said the thing and he he had the tentacles like they were in the old one, and it's yeah, I don't know. There's a part of me that appreciates that in a way, but oh, and I do. Like, I, yeah. I don't mean to say like I'm like ah, I'm above all this because like oh no, I forgot yeah. sick. I'm clearly not. But it's just <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just weird like dysphoria with what's going on in culture these days like things things just happen and we're like oh that's cool and exciting i remember that and we watch it and then like 20 minutes later there's well, no memory of exactly the next flash in the pan thing our attention spans are like so hyper focused on the current it's just like nothing has staying power anymore except the things that get rebooted which is probably a contributing factor to why all this stuff gets brought back because it's like thing it was like hey remember spider-man and people are like yes yes i i do remember spider-man spider-man exists on a level that i will not forget him so every time you bring a new one to the party i'm going to watch it whereas if you bring something that's like nobody's ever heard of that's like a new movie that's kind of you know has a title that isn't just like you know immediately descriptive of what it is like that's another side beef that i have with movies where like a movie called money heist that's about heisting money I don't like that. I would prefer a movie be called Annihilation, where you see the title and you're like, that sounds like a cool word and it could mean a lot of things, but I don't know what this movie is about. It could be about a lot of things. But, you know, when people are literal with like lowest common denominator titles of things, too, that really irks well, me, too. I, okay, but I think there you have to draw a certain line, right? Because like really simplistic and literal sometimes can also like, it can highlight certain aspects of it, right? Because I mean, like, yeah. You think about the Robert Eggers movie, The Lighthouse, because mm -hmm. <laughs> that title I would say is pretty pretty simplistic, because uh, it's obviously about the lighthouse and it's I a movie about mean, a lighthouse. But... 
but it, it highlights that element and, uh, and its importance within the plot. And there's a difference uh, obviously, in like, the objectivity of like what the movie is, though, right? Like if it yeah, takes place true. at a lighthouse, that's fine. It's ambiguous as to what it is. I guess my <laughs> beef is more with like a show that's about a fire department in Chicago that's called Chicago Fire, like that kind <laughs> yeah. of shit. It's like what? Oh, like, okay, yeah. you're just covering your who, what, where, when, why's in the fucking title because you don't trust your audience enough to be like, hey, I'll check this out and see what it's about. And to be fair, most people are not interested in doing that. You have to spell it out for them but i just like that the fact that we have to do that pisses me off you know like i'd rather have a movie with just like an ambiguous word about like sure it's the lighthouse but it could be a happy lighthouse it could be a scary lighthouse it could be a dark be a haunted lighthouse, lighthouse. there's some wanking going on but like you don't <laughs> know that from the title whereas like a money heist is pretty much okay what are they what are they doing they're heisting and what are they they're, heisting they're money and it's like okay like give me give me some wiggle room to form my own opinion on what might occur in this movie <laughs> or show or whatever money heist is i don't know i i don't mean to pick on money heist i've actually heard good things but like <laughs> just that it's like the perfect example oh, and that in chicago fire so like i think to be fair to money heist though though i don't remember what the original title was i do not believe the original title was in english so that was like a trans that could yeah. partly be a translation well, and that's fair but, the, but i don't still remember the same what the problem. title was either because it might just be <laughs> money heist in another language so but it, it, it may not be and the fact is they maybe were just like okay well this movie that's like complex turn of phrase needs to be dumbed down for america when we do it send it over there so like what do we call it like uh all right what was the money heist yeah it, it reminds huh. me okay, of, um, so, so it reminds me of actually there's a famous story with uh, an interview with led zeppelin where no, wait, the reason why I... there's no hold, can i just finish this this mine's short mine's short Okay. The only reason that there's no A in Led Zeppelin is and somebody asked them in an interview uh, and he said, well, we don't want to put an e, an A in it because then thick Americans will think it's lead Zeppelin. Wow. So uh. they literally took the A out of lead because they were like, Americans won't get it. It's like, Damn. like lead Zeppelin. It's the, the front Zeppelin of the group of Zeppelins. So anyways, that's like the most savage diss that just like we don't even trust you to not fuck up this word in our band name. Wow. But anyways, that's all I had to say. So I looked up Money Heist because I wanted to know the actual title because it was a Spanish film. Do it. Uh, Spanish heist crime drama television series, mind you. It's not really. Yeah, movie, no, I. Yeah, I'm just I'm just busting your balls over. Well, I did. I did say it was it may have actually been a TV show. I could. Uh, remember, but I clear. I that. may have smoked enough weed that I didn't notice that. You said I covered that. my bases. <laughs> That's all good. You tend, you tend to, so I suppose I should have. Just <laughs> yeah, said, God, but, do I ever? Uh, the the Spanish title of the series, though, is La Casa de Papel. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it uh, directly translates to no, the House of Paper. House of Paper. Okay, yeah. Which is th see, that's what I mean. That's way so, yeah. Cooler. That's a creative title. Yeah, that's an awesome title. I like that because it's like paper is ambiguous, but it obviously means money in this context, and it's also like yeah. House of. It's like it's probably know, a that's, bank. That's way fucking cooler. Love yeah that. that was i don't know man it was uh i read that and as soon as i did i'm like oh wow yeah this, this is a much better title and yeah. they just butchered it in the translation process for some yeah. stupid fucking reason but i mean i've been in you know i remember the early days of anime coming over to the west still and uh yeah. i mean i i saw four kids as a kid growing up <laughs> I, i've seen how bad it can get oh yeah it, it can get pretty bad but it it would be nice yeah if like um titles or just like other creations were like yeah more ambiguous and like they didn't have to worry about uh they didn't have to worry about going or 
uh, what's the, what's the term I'm looking for? Like the lowest common denominator is what I call it. That's Actually, it. I have a good exercise. What is, and this is obviously coming from a music side of things. Uh, this is like the, the way that I would phrase this, but do you guys have, what is your like favorite band name uh, of any band that you know? And like, oh. what is it about it that makes it interesting to you? Like what Jesus. makes it a cool band name? You can only pick one because I have one in mind huh. already that I want to come with a little bit of an explanation. You can't I mean, just I can go. shit like that. Well, me. Like, I get, fucking need time you want me to buy you some cool. time? Uh, I mean, I could also buy you some time. I guess I, I don't really know a whole lot of bands personally. Uh, yeah. But like, if you're talking about like band names specifically, yeah. I actually quite enjoy the name Imagine Dragons. Really? Yeah, just because I would not have seen that coming. I don't know. Just like. It, the name just like imagine dragons like that to me that's just so like wondrous i don't it is know cool but here's the thing okay i have beef <laughs> with that because <laughs> the word dragons yeah, makes beef. it makes it a million times less interesting if you say oh. imagine you can imagine anything i am telling you you have to imagine dragons which limits the possibility from like the entire universe to one specific thing and that kind of sucks i guess universe. Well, I don't know. I'm not trying to. Sure, I'm not trying to. I mean, that's no, no, you're like not my devil's sure. advocate. Yeah, it's, it's my it devil's sounds advocate. more like you have like a beef with dragons than anything else. <laughs> no, dragons are cool, but like, imagine all the things you could imagine. Now, imagine I'm telling you, you can only imagine dragons, and that's a bummer, man. Like, I want to. I mean, if you just left too. it as imagine, or I don't know, a saying, a band name, imagine anything to me. I'm not saying that you have to make a band name Imagine. I'm just <laughs> saying Imagine Dragons is like the fact that there's a second word makes the first word not as powerful as that first word could be. Well, uh, I do have a second uh, name as well. This band That's I funny. actually this band I actually really, really enjoy and really love. Uh, yeah. Billy Talent. Okay, yeah, yeah. I listened uh, to a lot of Billy Talent when I was uh, in college the first I, time. Actually. I, I quite yeah, like... Uh, quite love Billy talent um yeah. one of the reasons though when i first got uh when uh, i was first shown the band i was like wait billy talent so who's billy and yeah, i was like no one in the band's name billy like pink floyd by the way which one's pink exactly and who's floyd yeah <laughs> uh but also like the name billy talent it's like it that's a person's name and just like basically like a random word that they just yeah. threw together and it just it just worked like it just it to me, it rings nicely, uh, rolls off the tongue. It's unique. Like there's it. That combination is very. It evokes more abstract things than anything else because it's. Yeah, it's it's kind of like person and thing, right? Like person and adjective, which is an open ended. You you wonder who that person is. Like who is Billy? What is Billy about? <laughs> and why is talent attached to him? Like why? Like what is he talented at? Like there's a lot of questions. Exactly. That and there's no answers given, so it's like intriguing. I can totally see that. Uh, but what about you? Do you have a, a band name you like? And this is one that I, I say a bunch, because like, the reason why I like it is because it requires some entry-level music hardware knowledge to understand. Uh, so the band is Massive Attack. Okay. And if you hear Massive Attack, you might think like, Either you think it's cool or you don't on a surface level, right? I mean, but the reason why it's oh, really cool... It's, it is cool on a surface level. Yes, say. and I, I think it is too. But I, I'm just saying like that part is subjective. But I think the reason why it's not cool to everybody is because they don't have the, the understanding of why it works. So Massive Attack, obviously, is uh, a trip-hop band from the Bristol sound that included like Portishead from the Bristol area of the UK, uh, predominantly in the 90s, right? 
So Massive Attack um, is a incredibly fitting band name, and the reason why is because on any synthesizer and other gear that generates sound, like hardware synths and things like that in the music world, um, there are things called envelopes. And there are filter envelopes and uh, amplitude or amp envelopes. And basically, on a synthesizer that's generating sound, the amp envelope um, has four sliders, and they are ADSR. And that stands for Attack, Decay, Sustain, and Release. And that controls basically how quickly the song or the, the sound that's coming out of the synthesizer uh, initiates, how long it takes before it reaches its peak, how long it sustains uh, while you're holding the key, and then when you let go of the key, how long does it take for it to, f- to fade away? So the important one there is attack, which is basically if you have the attack at zero, when you hit a key, it's going to play the the sound on the keyboard immediately. It's going to be like, bang. However, if you have the attack turned way, way up, if you hold that same key down, it's going to go. And it's going to get louder very, very slowly. And the reason why that's so fucking cool is because Massive Attack makes songs that are incredibly slow-burning songs. They start out really quiet, and they take sometimes five, six minutes to build up, but they're just, like, gradually turning up the intensity and the the groove and the the slow-burn aesthetic of it. So literally, their band name means Massive, which is a British term for huge or, like, long or massive, right? And Attack, basically, we have this long runway to get up to the, the peak of our songs. And that always just seems super fucking cool to me. Like when I realized that that's, that's literally what it means. That it, cool, yeah, it is cool when uh, you have it uh, like a cool uh, name on the surface level, but also like it has some actually like in-depth meaning to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like I agree with, with Bigby. It, it definitely sounds cool like right away. Um, but when you have that extra layer, it's just like, oh, that's neat. Like I get not only does it sound cool, it's also like they had some thought into that. And it's very fitting too. Dig it. I put some thought into favorite band names for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I, I if I had to pick one, it would honestly probably be <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It's <laughs> pretty rad. Yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. they're well, they're a sick band. Like I, I really they, love them. They own it for sure. Oh yeah. They like it's and it's a very fitting name, honestly. Like the the yeah. vibe you get when you hear that is it's just as frenetic and chaotic, but also like as wonderful and imaginative as that would sound, yeah. uh, I would say. And it's, well, it's empirical uh, too. Like the king, like they have this grand sound, so king fits, and like the the sort of mystical side with the wizard, and I don't know, and it, it's playful too in terms of like the gizzard and the lizard wizard, like the the rhyming sense of it. Like it all it all checks out for sure. For sure. Um, but another another close one for me is uh, the doom metal outfit, uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That one just it's it uh, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. And their vibe is it's it's very much like the name fits extremely. Yeah. I do have a uh, two more. Uh, one <laughs> one serious one is like. I don't. I, it's a real band, but like the name is fucking hilarious to me. But um, the first one, the more serious one, I'll say, uh, we came as Romans. Oh yeah. Uh, I I really enjoy that name because like I just think of like the conqueror Julius Caesar immediately, and like uh, I came, I saw, I conquered, or Vinny Vidivici. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, just like yeah, that name just sounds really cool to me. But <laughs> the more uh, the oh my god, this uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this well band before. I well, I I doubt it, but it's just amazing. Uh, it's a real band called Goat and Your Mom. Goat. Go and your mom. Go and your mom. Yep. Like the that's animal goat one. and your that's, mom. Oh, goat. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying the first time. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's a new one for me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> your mom. I, the, it was a viral video from like a, almost a decade ago. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure it was around 2011, 2012. It, that video I linked uh, came out. Yeah. And it's uh like I said, it's a real band, but it's yeah, it's just like a viral video. Uh if you guys if our listeners want to look up what I'm talking about, just Google or look on YouTube Goat and Your Mom and you'll oh. <laughs> you'll and the first YouTube video recommendations will never be the same. Yeah, you 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 yeah, if you don't mind screwing up your YouTube recommendations yeah. or what the algorithm How thinks you? of you. How have we gotten through so many names and none of us, not one of us, have mentioned butthole servers? Well, I mean that, yeah. It's but that's just like they're that's what they're going for. They're going for that. Like, can you believe they named their band Butthole Surfers? It's too yeah. obvious. It's just yeah. like, like that's what they wanted. But that was the, the at, end at, goal was us talking about them. But at the same time, right? It's the classic, and they're a great band. Yeah. I, I I get it. I, I don't know. It feels like it, they they tried too hard to do that one. In my like, opinion. I guess I can give you that. I don't know. For me, trying too hard is a there's a stoner metal you, yeah. group uh, called Goblin Cock. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that group. There you go. Yeah, that's metal that's... is its own subgenre of that particular affliction. <laughs> that's also fair. Like Very cannibal true. corpse, they're just like, what's the most offensive two words we can string together? <laughs> you know, so and there's, the name... there's a lot of them, and it's cannibal corpse isn't one of the top hundred. I'm just saying, I don't like, know. That well, vibe. I, all I was gonna say is cannibal corpse to me actually sounds pretty sick because it makes me think of like, uh, like mythological like ghouls and shit like that. It's cool. I just mean like it's it's usually like, I don't know. Oh, what's, a, what's an example? There was an old uh, I, I remember finding about out about this album as well uh, a little while ago. It was um, it's an album called The Unexplained from 1975. It's from a, a this is a producer, so not a band, but it's I guess still like, like an band artist's in 1975? name. 1975. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> the artist though uh, went by the name Ataraxia. Okay. Okay. I thought that it was such a sick name. The album's also cool as hell. It's like this super like. I don't know, this weird, trippy, like, mysterious, kind of, like, mystical, kind of sounding, like, really synthy, but, like, bleep, bloopy, weird, but, like, yeah. it, it has some very strong, like, folk and, like, pagan influences in the instrumentation. Okay. The The third track, Deja Vu, is actually what uh, Griffin McElroy used for the intro to the first uh, season of uh, Adventure oh. Time. Or, not Adventure Time, Adventure Zone. <laughs> Adventure <laughs> Time. <laughs> Griffin McElroy, star of Adventure Time. Oh man! Fuck yeah, he was in Trolls too. Him, oh, and his, him and his two wonderful brothers. Trolls too. What else was he in? Paul Blart. 
<laughs> Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. There is a connection there between them and Paul Blart. Uh, Damn. Because they run a podcast every year. They get together with these, uh, I forget what they're, uh, Tim Bat and, uh, fuck, I forget the other guy's name now. Uh, I forget what podcast they normally do too, like their main gig, but they, they do like a collab thing with them. And it's, uh, the podcast is called Till Death Do Us Blart. And <laughs> every year on Thanksgiving, they get together and they review the movie Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 as a group. Damn. Wow. Every every single year, but, the same movie. Wait, wow. they review the second one, not the first and, one. And the the part of the whole contract of the show is that they are to do it every year until they die. That's, Damn! Uh, wow, I can't wait to tune in in ten years when it's even more unhinged. Yeah, it's really. Like fine wine. There's there's a legendary uh, clip from it that gets talked about, and I've seen people talk about where. Um, in in one of them, I don't know which year it would have been. I don't remember when they even necessarily started doing it now, but they it's been for quite a few years at this point even already. Uh, but there's one where Griffin basically talked a shit ton about how about how apparently the movie lines up with uh, oh, Jesus with, with Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the Moon, oh. <laughs> and it he actually makes some really good points. <laughs> And it's 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 Here's a lot more convincing note. than you'd think it could be. <laughs> Anything you watch syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon if you add enough drugs. <laughs> okay, I'm saying this now. I assure you, that's I'm, all it takes. I'm sure, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I was a little bit. He's swayed. not wrong. He's not wrong. I'm just <laughs> saying that's an easy argument to make. It was just man, it was funny yeah. as hell. Did I ever oh. tell you guys I uh there's um what's that magazine called? Uh Fact Mag or it's uh Fact Mag. You no know, Fact with like an F. There there was some Well okay, no, that's so... that's what I said. Oh I'm <laughs> what did sorry. you think I said? <laughs> I thought you said it without the F, like act. I couldn't hear oh, your, your F pronunciation. I I no, was worried that you perhaps heard me say "fap mag," and then that was, <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's I, that I gained a very that's, different insinuation. But that's very different. <laughs> I think no, we're on track. Uh, so, do you guys know the band uh, Boards of Canada? The uh, sin. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're actually Scottish, um, but they named their so, no. their band after Boards of Canada because they have this these kind of like detuned warbly synth sounds that like nobody else sounds like boards of canada until everybody started trying to mimic boards of canada but they're a scottish uh band of two brothers um and they released several albums in the 90s which were like critical hits in like the electronic idm uh intelligent dance music kind of genre like i i used to love these guys um but they didn't release a new album for like many many years until they released one back in probably like 2013, 14, 15, or something like that. Okay. Um, it was, what was it called? Uh, something tomorrow. Um, I find it. Um, but, anyways, so there was this big reveal when they announced they were going to release new music, and everyone was like, holy shit, they're back. Those guys, those two crazy brothers. Uh, it was Tomorrow's Harvest, was the album. It was 2013. Um, so there was a big lead up to this album being live streamed at a certain time online where everyone would listen to it for the same time for the first time. Um, and 
while I listened to that live stream, I was playing on the Wii U Virtual Console. I was replaying Super Metroid. Okay. Uh, so I tweeted while this live stream was happening, and I said, basically, hey, uh, playing Super Metroid while listening to the new Boards of Canada is the new listening to Pink Floyd while watching The Wizard of Oz. And I made that tweet, and I forgot about it, and it just, whatever. Uh, until, like, two days later, there was an article on some, like, major culture magazine's website. And I think it was Fact Mag. I'll have to look it up. Uh, where they were, like, collecting the best tweets regarding the Boards of Canada live stream. And I was fucking on it. <laughs> I tweet, and I was like, oh. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. Hold on. Because I can you Google it. it. Uh, BuzzFeed. You, yeah, you made it. I yeah, did. I made it to a BuzzFeed it. top 10. And I was pretty Damn. happy, too. I might have actually been the first fucking tweet they posted, too. Like, in the list. Damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's top like the, of top of the Twitter leaderboard. The highest thing I've ever succeeded at. Yeah, I found it, and it was fact mag. Hold up, hold up. Uh, Boards of Canada's Tomorrow Harvest live stream. The best comments, quips, and reactions. Uh, and then from Atraturna, hearing the new Boards of Canada while Super Metroiding is the modern equivalent of syncing up Dark Side of the Moon with the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Boom. Brilliant. Smoke it. Damn. I, I've never been more proud. I was like, yeah. He he made it. Literally, first tweet. Holy shit. Oh, wow. It really was first tweet? It's literally, I think I'm in the, no, I'm not in the, the little blurb in the preview, the thumbnail thing. But Oh, yeah. Pretty damn close. Almost made it. Almost got preview thumbnail status. Did that, uh, did your like Twitter feed, not Twitter feed, but like that, that tweet kind of like go viral in a sense? Or did they just Absolutely happen to like. Not. No, oh, they okay. must they just have just been, to pick like, it searching up. for uh, Boards of Canada in like a Twitter filter, and they saw that one. Probably, like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, that's that. pretty good. It probably had like two or three likes tops. I don't know, but it was it was quality content. Apparently, I have been been co-signed by Fact. <laughs> <laughs> now, now they owe you royalties. Yeah, that's how the internet works, right? <laughs> I'm here to collect my tweet money. Exactly. Tweet money. Gotta get those fucking bills for that content, boy. Yeah. Get that in. It is insane, like, what kind of money can be made on social media. Whether it be, like... hmm? Well, I was gonna say whether it be, like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, if you're, like, yeah, really big, like, whether it be on, like, YouTube, uh, it could be, like, yeah, Facebook, fucking, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. Mine in that for all it's worth. Exactly. Damn. Ruthless opportunists. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything has to be content, guys. We gotta get content of everything. I I don't know. I don't think that's the way it needs to be. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm thinking about it a lot too, and mainly from like more drawing perspective, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it would well, be nice to be able to make money off of it at some point, right? Well, uh, my friend was telling me about this a little bit ago. I can't remember. No, it wasn't Zoo. I was talking about it with. Uh, <laughs> oh no, uh, our other friend did mention it to you though, Big V. Uh, NFTs. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> I mean, you. There's money to be made there. Yeah, there is, <laughs> but it's it's shitty money. Like, I know. I don't. I mean, it's high amounts of money, but also like, no, grow up. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. 
I don't. Well, the thing that blows my mind is like I was going through these NFT websites and like these drawings are going for like thousands of dollars. Well, but it's like awful. yeah, they're a just lot like, of like I know they're just they're not a poop with like talking animated lips and it's I like, saw this. Who I saw wants this. I saw one where it was literally an H. But you know like how calculators, like the way they display numbers, like it's their bars. Yeah, like the digital it bars. Was, yeah, it was literally a digital H, bar H. And it was going for like tens of thousands, not tens of thousands, but like thousands of dollars. Enough that it's and think, yeah, yeah, but the thing that blows my mind is like, okay, you're spending thousands of dollars on this, but I could literally just hit copy and paste and boom, this drawing is now mine. If you if you wanted it, which you probably don't, because it's just an eight. Oh, I I don't, but yeah, but hypothetically, like let's say I liked it, and I wanted it as like a computer background, like boom, I I have it now for free. H is my favorite letter. I need yeah. this as my desktop. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. Just don't like, get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. But again, there is money to be made there. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like art is not a supposed to be about the money it's i know sharing what your voice is with people and that's a granted that's like one aspect of art like that's that's an idealistic view of what art exists for and other people have varying opinions on what art exists for but like if you're not making a statement and you don't want other people to share that statement if it's basically just like hey this art is for one person who i've never met who's going to give me a sum of money and it exists only for them and i make bank but i've sold my soul like I don't I'm not down with that. Like that's not what art is about to me. It's Yeah, that's that's literally just like, hey, I wanna make yeah. just make a quick buck, like just crap something out and throw it up on the yeah, internet. And that's that's not even to like make note of the, you know, environmental concerns for people who are mining cryptocurrency for such purposes and it's just I don't know. The whole thing is just a mess. And if yeah, it was like it's... really cool or there was good art, like maybe it would be easier to pardon, but like it's just not to me, so it's it's really easy to at least for me to be dismissive. But I don't, you know, yeah, I'm not well, super I, well educated on it, so maybe I'm just a jerk. No, I, no, <laughs> I, I, from all the opinions and stuff and things that I've read up through, I mean, I wouldn't say Twitter is necessarily a great resource, but I follow a lot of artists and be, a lot yeah. of the ones that I follow are pretty against it. And I've seen some pretty strong cases for why. And I mean, I, I agree with you though. Like everything I've seen from any pro, like like pro nft stuff or like looking into it a little bit myself yeah. like it, it does feel really soulless because like i don't know i i agree with your your ideas around like what the purpose of art is and i think that that's accurate i, I don't think that like having like a you know something to say or making something that's just at least meaningful or, or coming from like a an honest place has to be like mutually exclusive from something that you can make financially viable because we, we see that like not all the time but we do see it in some of like the mass media that does come out like something like um like into the spider verse right like uh from yeah. sony pictures like yeah, big yeah. thing you. and there's there's some big studio bullshit associated with it with what sony tried to do and trying to copyright the yeah. fucking animation but style there's a stuff, level but, of care yeah for sure and respect oh, absolutely to not only the source material but the people who are fond of it and have been for many many years there there was the word i like to use with it is like a certain earnestness that's there it, it yeah. doesn't feel like it's Genuine. it doesn't feel as corporate it doesn't because the more corporate it feels the more soulless it feels and that's really yeah. what i mean when I say yeah that. that's fair yeah it's not and, like they're just like hey look at spider-man he's playing fortnite you know fortnite <laughs> kids 
wow, he, in this episode, he meets up with Ninja. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Did you just Google what kids are into and just throw it together? Like, yeah. I, I think collectible art can be interesting, like art that's like. Yeah. kind of limited and it's you know like look at magic the gathering i mean like yeah. the, their whole thing is that they made a collectible card game but part of the aesthetic is the art and the, the flavor text on every one like there's, there's a lot of care that goes oh, into yeah. designing those and and thinking fine. of other yeah and thinking of other stuff like sofa be like toys from japan or, or other like weird yeah. collectible things like that like there, there can be some like really good genuine art out of that but like at the same time you look at something because like with something like 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 to go back to Sophie, I guess, because it's one that I think of a lot in that regard. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a craftsmanship involved. There, like there, there's some degree of work and care that has to go into like the creation of yeah. it. And, like that's just not what I see with any of the NFT are in. No, they're like, churning them out in like oh this series, and it's just like it's eight different things that just look like they just yeah. ship them out, and then it's but like, like okay, let's tune in next week for the next series of churned out garbage see and that's the thing too and in the part of the problem too is you get some of them now that are also like ai generated art that's not even made by a person <laughs> and then soon they'll be ai bought you know there's like the whole operation yeah. is nobody's involved it's great like, <laughs> literally and we can just but stop it, paying yeah. attention to it and let the robots do it but i mean like i know you could probably say of like a lot of other media types like film and stuff like the film industry just exists to make money and like you're not wrong, I don't think, in some ways. Like, a lot of it is very, like, financially motivated. And I think that's why we get a lot of just really mediocre kind of whatever crap. Because it's just, yeah. like, they're, they're just trying to make the most money from the most people all the time. And they don't yeah. care about making something that's, like, a creative statement of some kind. Or, or, or some sort of, like, I don't know, like, artistic experience or anything. They just want, like, like something that's more... They're playing like, the game. Yeah. They're just trying to get people in the seats yeah. and not really so much caring about making something meaningful in yep. some regard. I think there's a lot of different ways art could be meaningful and, and ways that, you know, yeah, like that's the thing. Cause like to me though, even something like that, like it, it exists to make money, but it still provides like a form of entertainment, even if, you know, we might not all look at it the same way or at least yeah. not view a lot of them as being like worthwhile, but like, the the whole thing with the nfts like it, it literally just exists to make money like yeah it's a collectible right. but the whole point is that you collect them so they build in value and then you can exactly them. yeah sell them again and yeah the end it, game is not to collect them for no reason that's not profitable to somebody else right like it's always yeah. just us chasing the cycle of how can i you know sell these to somebody who's also a rube and then make a profit over what i bought them for as a rube yeah, like I like I guess if you like collecting them and you just it's like a collection thing for you and you genuinely yeah. like the thing you're collecting, like sure. I, I guess I can understand that. Like I still think like again the ecological impacts are yeah, you know, something people need to really consider. And I feel like a lot of people just kind of brush that off, but you know, I also like it's just I don't know. I don't think that's what most people are doing it for. I don't think that's why most people are getting hyped about it and I think if someone, I don't know, I, I'd be, a, I'd feel some people making that argument, maybe making it in a disingenuous way, uh, just to try and brush off that criticism as well. Like yeah. I don't know, it's like it's like it's not all about the money, but like it, it really it's is. Mostly. Like for for yeah. majority yeah. of the people involved, that that's all it is. There is no care about the art. It's not about the artists. No. It's about rich people trying to get richer because they have the money to. <laughs> 
invest in it and then make money off of it. Exactly. Like one thing I've learned about investing, it's it's basically that. If you have a lot of money, you can be very make successful and make a lot of money off of yeah. investing. It's literally That's... called capital. And it's capitalism. <laughs> if you have capital, you win. You get more capital. And then you just continue doing that until you die. And then you somebody else gets that. And then they go buy whatever they want. Yep. I just Pretty can't cool. wait till we start cloning people and then we can have <laughs> non-fungible clones, right? They'll be like, oh, we're only making one Matt Damon over here. <laughs> non-fungible Matt Damon. NFC is Who's going to buy him? Guarantee it's going to be Ben Affleck. No, it's, it's, it's just entirely like clones of Matt Damon, like that have all, all been the, oh, editions. Like, they're in different costumes. They're like, like, some like a Barbie like, series. This, this, one's, like, this, this one's a shiny Malibu. Matt Damon. He's got Malibu <laughs> Matt Damon. Shiny Matt Damon. Jesus Christ. It's all his color so scheme good. is entirely altered. <laughs> oh my God. He's got Black. green skin, red He's eyes. He's all inverted. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like they just turned on like the color inversion and <laughs> yeah, grab the hue slider and yeah, just it drag it down. The other side. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Super Matt Damon. He's just like shiny and golden. Not even. <laughs> he's just got a, they just, he's he just like the same model, but he's got a cape. It just comes <laughs> with a cape accessory. This weird. We've done a crossover with Nintendo and we bring you. Mario Matt Damon. <laughs> saving Private Mario. Matt Damon saving Private Mario. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's the crossover everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> Hell yeah. Jesus Christ. It's just the entire movie redone, but with Nintendo like Mario <laughs> characters specifically. Wow. Just being Man. massacred on the beach. Yeah, just imagine just toads. Toads just getting shot. Yeah, just imagine the first fifteen minutes of that movie with Nintendo characters. Uh, The Third Reich is all just Wario's and Waluigi's. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, I am Bowser and his goons. No, just Waluigi's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just you just just hear the the distinct wah in the distance. Yeah. The screams of the Waluigi's echo throughout the field. I have a joke. Uh, the Watsies. That's pretty good. Wow. The Watsies. I apologize. I don't condone it. I just. Oh man. It couldn't not be made. I'm sorry. Oh boy. We went pretty far with this. We did. It all started with non-fungible Matt Damon, and then we went way off the deep end. Yeah, we started talking about NFTs and then we ended off with Mario Nazis. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just the way of the road. That's the way of the balcony, boys. And I think yeah. with that, we should get to our shout-out corner. Oh, this week. yeah. Man, I need another phrase that's not fucking what I always goddamn say to start shout-out a segue. Corner. No, not not the shout-out corner. The name of the name of that is fine, though I, I have some issues with maintaining a consistent name for it every time I talk about it because I keep wanting to call it the recommendation segment. The recommendation station. Right. Yeah. That, you know what? You can I'll have that you. one for free. Fuck, that's actually that's actually a little bit better. Fuck. God damn it. Well What a guy. It's Health the recommendation station. Yeah. <laughs> um did you do any preparation for the recommendation station? You fucking bet your ass I might have. 
uh, I might I have what I was going to say. So I have to remember that now. So you go ahead. <laughs> well, what about you, oh, bees? Um, th- oh, throwing it to me. I see. Yeah. Um, I RPG. mean, have you ever have you guys heard of this mobile game called Raid Shadow Legends? Oh, I'm, just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm all Destiny streamers, so yes, I see it basically every day on the. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. I I'm um, glad because I was really worried for a second. <laughs> oh man! Not immediately. No. no, I thought I was like, oh no, they got him. They, 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 we sold out. Another one bites <laughs> the dust. Um, I, I guess I'll uh recommend this person again. Uh. This YouTuber that I really enjoy released a new video about her trying a very specified, eh, maybe that's not the right word, but this type of Mario called Mario Kaizo. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. boy, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. Mario Maker, Hard custom levels nails. and shit. Yeah, like wh- whether it's Mario Maker or ROM hacks of like old Mario games, like Mario three or super mario bros three and it's just yeah yeah all cranked out uh yeah uh, i've recommended her in the past uh her name is Jaden animations okay uh, uh, yes. uh she makes some great animation videos lately she's been doing a lot of video game animation content which yeah. i personally quite enjoy and she's obviously hit some type of winning or yeah stumbled upon some kind of winning formula because most of her video game animations just get tens of millions of views and blows my mind uh but yeah her most recent video uh is a good 18 minute video about yeah her trying this mario kaizo for the first time and it looks like it does look like something that could be interesting like it's definitely not for a casual gamer i'd say like mario kaizo because like like i said levels Oh yeah, there's super intense levels. There's so, there's like different mechanics that you didn't even know were in Mario. Yeah, and just yeah, it can be very infuriating. Like juggling but, shells, spinning off. Yeah, things that you didn't think you could even touch without dying. Exactly, out and then bouncing off the edges of levels and stuff. It's crazy. Uh but yeah, definitely uh, go check her out and that video, especially if you like uh, video game animation content. Nice. Big B, you want me to go? I remember what I was going to say now. I, I can do mine first because it'll be sure. pretty brief. Um, cool. But I it. just thinking about how we're getting into October now and getting into the Halloween side. I have a, a, a decent little album recommendation I can throw out. Actually, it's a mm-hmm. another another beat tape because you better believe I'm going to do a lot of oh, those yeah. probably in, in the time that the show will be running. Uh, but this is uh, an album just uh, self titled from an artist, uh, 14KT or 14 Kilotape. Uh, it's 14 kilotape redux and it's uh, oh, yeah. an interesting collection of beats. They have some neat samples, but all of them have kind of like a really spooky kind of tone. Like the, <laughs> the cover of the album, like basically uses some old, like, uh, oh, I can't think of the, the name of the old, um, like horror comic series, like a uh, magazine publication or whatever like novels creep show or whatever. Oh yeah. I see. I see. The yeah, yeah. Redux, that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it uh, right now. Yeah, very much. It, it's and it 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 matches the vibe of that cover very nicely with the music. Like the fourth track, Swiss Mist, is like super great. It's got this like really kind of like um, like synthy kind of leads. It would feel almost like something out of a horror movie. Then the beat just comes in along with it. It it has like a really nice kind of vibe to it. It's it's a uh, John Carpenter it's type good. beat. 
yeah like it's it's super just uh like dark synthy kind of spooky like it feels like stuff you would see like a company like a horror movie or like old like horror pulp comics and stuff like that it's quite dope check it out nice nice uh i'm going to the video game pool actually oh uh, hell Death's yeah door, uh, i recently finished oh, up which yeah, is yeah. an indie game that i bought around the time it came out several months ago and it actually took me two kind of sittings to get through it like um the first time i started playing it i got about 75 percent of the, the way through over the course of a week or two um and then i didn't I took a break from it and kind of was playing other stuff for a while. And then I came back last weekend and finished it up. And it's it's interesting because it, it's definitely my game of the year so far. Um, oh, and I haven't normally by good this time each year, I've beaten at least like eight or ten games around that. And I like to make a top ten list at the end of the year. This year, nice. I have only beaten Death's Door, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the Resident Evil 3 remake and a small Switch indie called um, Inmost, which I didn't like a ton. It had some cool stuff, but it was not. It was very short and not great. Um, but Death's Door is very much my type of game. So it's like a top-down sort of Zelda-style game where you're. It's an adventure game. You're running around. You're a crow collecting souls or reaping souls. Um, you've got a little red sword that you slash when you hit the, the B button, right? So it's very much that kind of walk around, slash enemies, pick up stuff, and there's some RPG elements. But um, I think it's only the second game that these guys have made. They're a small development studio, and they previously made a game called Titan Souls, which I think this is kind of like their version 2.0 of that game. It borrows some of the concepts, especially with related to the Souls stuff. Uh Okay, uh, but for what it is, it's very, very nice. It's it's got a gorgeous art style, um, kind of whimsical, I guess is the best word. It's 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 not quite cutesy, but it's like sort of a cell shaded, almost like um, Wind Waker type aesthetic. But it's got lots of like more grim Dark Souls type vibes in certain places, mm. and the the environments are really well varied. The combat's really tight and good. There's basically you know you slash slash slash. Um, you learn the patterns of the bosses, so there's a lot of like dodge rolling away and like getting your timed hits in, and then like retreating and learning the patterns. You know, um, lots of bosses that are very good. Um, but the RPG elements in the story were just like really nice. Like nothing, nothing groundbreaking in the way that you're like, oh my god, they did this thing that nobody's ever done before. Like if you played games like this that are kind of like from the golden era, it borrows a lot of those elements, but it does things in its own way in a way that's really nice and. I really appreciated the package they put together of everything. It's kind of its own take on all of those influences. Um, so I would recommend it. I, I believe it's only on Xbox and Steam currently. I don't think you can get it for PlayStation or Switch right now, but I played it on PC. Um, but very cool game. If you like the art style at all from the screenshots and stuff, um, I would definitely give it a chance. I don't think it's it's not like a full price game either. It's maybe like 25 or 30 bucks or something like that. So hard to I... recommend. I've heard of the name before, and yeah, I've uh, heard good things about the game. Yeah, it's really, I don't know, like, the writing is just, it's its a little, uh, yeah, again, whimsical, like, it, it's got some funny bits, but it's quirky, and its it's not, like, it's very lighthearted in its portrayal of the, the themes that it does, but it's got the typical, like, Zelda thing where, hey, you go do, like, an initial quest, and it's like, oh, we need three things, there's one to the west, one to the east, and one to the north, and you go, and each is their own, like, biome in different area with a boss that's kind of, like, you get an ability 
and that ability lets you defeat the boss but that grants you access to the next area and it's kind of metroidvania in that way but obviously like the game is top down it's not a side scroller in that way but the the elements of like you get new traversal abilities and spells which allow you to access new areas and go back and find secrets that were in previous areas um i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff i really (laughs) like that metroid aspect of any game so um it uh it got me hook line and sinker but i would recommend it for sure oh that's good yeah very cool you know what else is cool this episode because we're at the end of it hence the oh. last tense <laughs> oh yeah it was um thank you for coming on this week yeah so. we appreciate yeah, having you cool. on good to be back absolutely it's been a bit but it was it was nice to have you back around oh yeah uh, hopefully worth the wait oh absolutely it oh was, for sure it was always, it was always going to be <laughs> <laughs> no matter how long the wait is, it's worth it. You gotta but, keep uh, waiting. Yeah, build up the yeah. uh, the desirability. The hype. I gotta be, elu- I gotta be elusive. <laughs> you can't be. You Drive can't up be demand. Yeah. Ruin the mystery. Then they know you're just you're just <laughs> as much of a dork yeah. all the time. <laughs> I I think they might know that already. <laughs> the secret that horse I'm, may be out of that stable, particularly. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a more witty roast, but I couldn't really think of anything right now. Uh, but uh, normally this is the part where we thank you for letting us use your music as yeah. music for intro and outro on the show. Uh, but you're here, so we can just do that right now, as I kind of just oh, did. Yeah. But uh, do you want to shout out your stuff or anything? Uh, do some self-plugging. I don't have anything to shout out right now, but come November 5th, there will be a third Blackbird Bell album. So I would oh, recommend everybody shit. check that shit out. Oh, um, shit. It'll be out on Inner Ocean Records, the same people who are lovely folks from Calgary uh, who put out my first two albums. Um, and it's called Microcosm. And yeah, November 5th, check it out. I'm pretty proud of it. If you're, I was going to tell you if you were talking to Dominic Pierce again to tell him that I like the album, but I realized that that would, like, he doesn't fucking know me. <laughs> hey, this so guy. I'll, I'll put in album. a good word for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy. Tom's a cool me. guy, and yeah, that that album is sick. I love that. Oh album. yeah, that talk um, especially, man. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, uh, you got. Twitter and stuff, Blackbird Bell. And all oh yeah, that. go go look them up. Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I also have a Twitter at Bigby the Wizard. Come Ooh. check me out. I do some some arts. Uh, also, Twitch.tv underscore we underscore wanna underscore draw. Come check us out because that's me and my buddy Moose. We do the draw streams. And we haven't done one in a bit, but we're looking at maybe doing one again soon. So keep yeah. your eyes peeled. Oh, hell it's yeah. that elusive nature, right? Again, you got to yeah. keep them on. Build up the hype. Exactly. The bear and the moose will return soon. But for now, we must retreat to the woods once again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not balcony, but going to the woods. Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I've been you know, the, the forest balcony, <laughs> right? Like the treetop. That's the, yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. I mean, you got you got like a bit of a swampy area beside you. Yeah, 
It's my fucking swamp. <laughs> oh my god. Get out of my fucking swamp. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been your boy Bees. Yeah. And this has been Balcony Banter featuring Zoo. Yeah, episode 43. Thanks for having me again, guys. Oh, no problem. And thank you all. And we'll see you all next time. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>